0: Well, we have been in a series, uh, we've been away for some weeks, but before that, and then I, then Shelley spoke the Sunday before, or the Wednesday before we left, so it's been some time uh, since we've spoken, since I've spoken on a Wednesday, but we are in a series called The Fight of Faith, and I believe we're wrap, gonna wrap that up, but I wanted to um, cover some specific things in wrapping that up. And if you haven't heard all the messages, I encourage you, go back and listen to them. Uh, you know, they, they work together, and it'll give you a good picture um, and several different facets that we can't cover all tonight, but we're going to put kind of an exclamation point on it tonight and wrap it up. I believe, you know, we, we believe we're wrapping it up, but uh, we're open to, to change. Um, let's look at First Timothy 6, verse 11. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11, it says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. This is the Apostle Paul uh, speaking, writing to uh, Timothy. Verse 12, he says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. has anybody noticed there's a fight that's ratcheted up on the earth?'m not talking about fighting with people, but there's a fight uh, there's people I mean people's faith is being challenged right now. people's faith in God, people's uh, faith, you know what they believe they believe uh, it's being shaken right now. You know when things happen in the earth and when there's pressure um, that, that tends to, to put, uh, well, it puts that, that pressure tests and tries what we say we believe. And there is a fight of faith. We've gone over all the, di- you know, many different facets of that. Ultimately, what we're to do, the fight of faith, is to believe God, to believe His word, to rest in what He's done, to speak His word. And just remain hooked up with him, calm, secure, and restful that he said what he said is true, that he'll do what he said and to rest. We're not supposed to be fighting the devil. We're not supposed to be fighting people. The devil has been whipped. He has been defeated. And we need to, what we do, he's going to attempt to put pressure on people in the world what we do is just stand on the word stay steadfast in what God has said walk with God and uh, speak his word and uh, we will have what he said but there is a shaking going on in the in the earth people are being shaken and uh, Their faith in God is being pressed. You know, wherever people's relationship with God is, it's being pushed. Uh, Some people, you know, some people will walk away completely. Some people that didn't know God won't come to know Him. There's people that will get pressed and they'll press in and they'll they'll know God more and they'll walk in more victory than ever. Amen. Amen. Just because there's pressure doesn't mean we have to go backwards. When there's pressure, we can come out shining like never before. When there's people that are folding, we can be shining, we can be believing God, and we can come up and be stronger than we ever had, not because of the pressure, but, but we're walking with God and we see Him be faithful again. That, you know, when you are successful and something works, that just gives you boldness to do it again. Right? gives you confidence. You ever played a sport or played an instrument? You know, uh, when you, if you are playing an instrument and you have a recital, and you know, there can be nerves. You can be playing at home, but as soon as you put people out there, you know, that can be, that can, can tend to tense you up. But if you get up there and you play and you nail it that gives you confidence. You didn't just play it at home, you played it when it counted and you did well, now it gives you confidence. Same thing, you know, I played, played soccer. There's a difference, you know, it's amazing. You can do moves at home. And you know, I play with my brothers and my sister and we, we mess around. It's a lot different when you got somebody you know, coming and it's a, it's a game and you got spectators and you got people going full speed. Uh, there's a difference there, but if you can do something you know, you got to do it at home before you can do it in the game. If you can't do it at home, you're, it's just going to be pure luck if you can do something in the game. But if you can do it in the game and you, you, you're successful, that gives you confidence that you can do it again and you can do it faster and you can do it better. Well, when we're talking about believing God and walking with God, it's one thing to, to see the word in black and white. It is the word of God. It's true. But, you know, we can amen it. And we can say, oh, yeah, that's right. But it's another thing when in, it's in the world. Circumstances that are really pressing on you, pushing, and you stand up and you say what the word says and you believe what the word says and you go through and it works. That just gives you confidence that, you know, you believe God's word's true and you're acting on it. But when you see him come through, you've got a track record now. And you see him come through again, you've got a track record. You see him come through, it it just grows to where, hey, we've been here before. You know, you come up against a thing, well, God has been faithful in the past, and he will be faithful now. And we can stand up, and so we can come out shining, even when there's pressure. Anybody say amen? He is good, but there is a fight, not a fight to to grit your teeth and just try to make stuff happen. No, the fight is actually, it seems counterintuitive, but is just to to relax, be restful in him. The fight is to be at rest and to trust God. Because if, if there's nothing, if you really believe God has got your back and he's taking care of you, you're not flailing around, you're not running around screaming and uh, trying to no if everything if you really believe everything is fine then you're going to act like everything's fine which is calm which is at peace if there's nothing going on hopefully you're not running around screaming right if, it, if just right now you know the room's calm and everything and somebody's not running around screaming well then if even if you were in pressure if you believed that everything was going to be fine, you wouldn't be running around screaming. You'd be okay. Well, that's what the fight is, is to stay and rest. Now, uh, let's look at Ephesians 6, verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of this might. Look at this scripture on Sunday. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Whose might are you supposed to be strong in? Yours or God's? It says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. In the NIV version, verse 13 says, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. That's what I want to focus on tonight. You know, we've been talking about different facets of this fight of faith. We're supposed to stay and rest. We need to know who the enemy is. We need to know that everything isn't from God, bad. I mean, God is not causing bad. So when we have bad come or or pressure come, it's not God. We need to know these things. We need to know that we need to get the word in us. We need to praise and thank God for what he's done. We need to believe him. We need to speak the word. But when you're doing everything you know to do, and you have not seen anything change, what do you do? What do you do? You stand. You stay. It says, after you have done everything. Let's read the whole verse. This is the NIV. It says, therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, when the pressure's there, when there's something pressing and pushing, Not where you'd like it, but it's there. We've gone over that. There's stuff in this world that's not perfect. It's not God's will, but it's in this world. So something's coming up, and we're we're dealing with pressure. It says, when that day of evil comes, when there's a time of pressure, when there's a time it doesn't look like you're going to be victorious, when there's a time it looks like the word's not going to work, I said looks like, we know the word works. But it looks like, if you're going by sight, give it up. Fold it up. Go home. Forget it. Shut the business down. Start something else. Move. Whatever. You know, forget the, you know, the health issues. It's just too much. Give up to die. Don't even believe that you're ever going to get past this. Whatever. When it doesn't look like what the word says it ought to look like when the day of evil comes, it says that you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, what if you've done everything and you say, "What? why isn't it changing? Well, it's it's saying when you've done everything, what are you supposed to do? Say, well, I guess I tried. Forget it. Go home. This stuff doesn't work. Is that what you're supposed to do? Quit. Forget it. I don't know. Now we need to examine ourselves. We need to say, okay, am I doing what I need to do? But if if you've done everything you know to do, you're doing what you know to do. You're doing what the Word says. Then what are you supposed to do? We are supposed to stay, stand, and stand firm, stay there, and believe God. Trust God. Rest in Him. Believe Him. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. What's wavering? Going up and down. Wavering is, ah, I don't know if it's going to work. Wavering is not standing. Wavering would be, forget it. It says, for he who promised is faithful. God's faithful. God never fails. His word never fails. He is faithful to us. Even when we can't see it, if we knew how good God is being to us right now. God is doing everything within his power as we've given him access Everything that he can possibly do, he's doing. We need to cooperate with him. And so even if we don't see certain things happening, that's exactly when we need to stay with him. We need to believe him. We said this at the beginning, or near the beginning of this series, and I think you can see it. Now, throughout the different uh, the things we've covered, but the biggest challenge we're going to face is not a given problem itself. It's believing the word and speaking the word in the face of whatever it is. That's the biggest challenge you're going to face because God's word works, but you know what? The enemy is going to try to put pressure, circumstances will put pressure, so then it looks like well it's not working when you've done everything what do you do stop when you've done everything you press through and you speak the word and we believe the word in the face that's what we do and that can be the biggest challenge because you can feel like if you're going by your flesh I I don't I you can start say, I don't know what's going on what's the use well that's wavering that's doubting now I'm not talking about getting legalistic I'm not talking about being fake I'm saying when you generally are like, you know, you're letting yourself fall. You're letting yourself get off. You're starting to look aside instead of looking to God. This is when the fight is at its height is when you have locked in. You have done what you know to do. You believe it looks like it should have changed. It should be different. That is when you stand. Somebody goes, what do I do? You do what you're, what you have been doing, and you stay there and you stand. That's when you double down and you gird yourself and just stand strong. Say what he said. Believe God when it doesn't look anybody. When say, if it happened in five seconds all the time, we wouldn't have all, We wouldn't have to teach on all this. It'd just be like. Oh, God, I believe you. Boom. And every time something happens immediately. But a lot of people, it's so easy to start out strong. Well, I believe it. We can see it in the word. We can see what it says. We can hear it. We can hear it under the anointing. We can be like we can see it. And then you act on it. And if it doesn't start happening immediately, yeah, the adversary will come to you and say, What's going on? Why doesn't it working? hot shot you believe the word right not working is it and he'll try to get you to look at circumstance when he gets you to look and say well what's going on why hasn't it changed well now if we start entertaining that and say well yeah why what see we're we're backing off right now it when it doesn't when you've done everything you know to do start questioning Know what it says when you've done everything you know to do go talk to 15 people now I'm not saying you shouldn't run stuff by people, do a sanity check. But you know what? There's a lot of times you're going to say, I'm doing what I know to do, and the the answer is you stand. You stay. You stay the course because unbeknownst to you in the natural, there is stuff going in the the spiritual realm. Angels are at work. Angels are causing, if you'll cooperate with God, are causing things to happen. And if we stop... We're missing the intersection of what God has for us, what he has for us in our lives. It's like, you know, I'm not a football player. I toss the football around, but I never played any kind of organized football other than in the empty lot. But, you know, it's like if the, if the quarterback sends a pass to a certain area, this is where the person's supposed to be throws the ball, and the guy's going there. If, if he stops, the ball can still end up there, but he won't intersect it. He won't, he won't be there to catch it. Well, imagine you're going on in life. The ball's being thrown, but you can't see it. You don't know that out in front of you, your life's about to intersect with God's provision, with God's healing. I mean, in the case of healing, he's already given it. But there's so many things in the natural, like when you're dealing with monetary, when you're dealing with relationships, stuff like that. We have to understand if we're running, we're going on with what God has said. If we, if the the ball has been thrown, God has sent provision. If we stop, if we draw back, where Our lives are not going to intersect with what he had for us. And it's because we stopped. It's because we pulled back. It's because we dropped. Discouragement comes from believing the enemy's lies. And when you don't see what you believe you ought to see, He'll put pressure on you to change. Try to get you to pull a lever. Try to get you to do something different. Again, I'm not saying we shouldn't examine ourselves. We ought to. But there are times when we just need to keep doing what we're doing and going on. An enemy at these times will put pressure on you. He, could, he knows. What's going on? He knows God's working on your behalf. He knows stuff is happening, but he's gonna, he, he still trying to put pressure on you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Look, there, there's no way. There's no way this is going to change. And that's when we need to know we need to stand and believe God and trust God and say what God said. And walk on with him. God is faithful. Everybody say that. God is faithful. Say it again. God is faithful. One more time. God is faithful. He's always faithful. He, he doesn't, he's never unfaithful. Ever. Hebrews 6.11 says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope till the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Through faith and patience inherit the promises. So believe God and stick to it believe God and stay on it believe God and believe God and tomorrow we're gonna to believe God and the next day we're gonna believe God well, what are you gonna do see Satan will try to paint a picture of you you're, you're gonna go down this is gonna happen no we just need to say no I believe God and God's on my side and he loves me and if he needs to get something across to me I'm available we need to make sure we're available we're Look into His Word, the things we've talked about. Yeah, you can check up on yourself, but you do the checklist, you go, nope. We're going on. We're going on. And we're going to believe God. And we're going to believe God the next day. Well, there's faith, but then there's patience. We believe God, but we need to believe God until. Not believe God and then drop. You know, it's a shame get through all these, these uh, situations In we talk about a fight of faith and we've decided talked about what that is. You know, we've pushed this aside, pushed this aside, pushed this aside, but now it's like we're in the final round and drop. No, we need to have patience. We need to have endurance until we see it show up. It's a shame to go all the way and then looks like, looks like nothing's changing. When you've done everything, the answer is not stop. That would be a failure. You know, we talked about the different types of soil and the different ways the Word is sown and comes up, and the different times, you know, you can let go of the Word immediately when it's sown, or you can hold on to it, and then people let go of it at different times. It would be a real shame to be on the, the final hundred yards and then be like, well, it doesn't look like it. Okay, I'm done. But it's patience with faith. That's what inherits the promises. Hebrews 10, 35 through 36 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Notice that. Do not cast away your confidence. In other words, you had confidence. You believed God. This is one of the things people get in this situation. Every one of us has probably faced a situation. You believed God. You knew the word. We have confidence. We need to hold on to the confidence. Always. We don't let it slip. We don't cast aside our confidence. It says, for you have need of endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. You have need of what? Endurance. 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 When you've done everything, what are you going to do? We're going to go another mile. Well, yeah, but what if we're going? We're not moving. We're staying on it. We're believing God. We're going to say what He said. We're going to believe what He said. We're not going to be pushed. Look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Verse 8, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. Look at the way it says it in the, the Living Bible. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but not crushed and not broken. Stuff may be going on around us, but we're not crushed. There might be pressure, but we still going on we are perplexed in the, in the New King James it says we are perplexed but not in despair here it brings this out a little bit this is a paraphrase but I believe this is this is uh, what happens we are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do there are times when you're in a situation and you're believing God and you saw it coming down like this and it doesn't look exactly like that. And you may say, what? What? I thought this. Well, does that send you in a tailspin? You know, somebody said it like this. Time tries trust. Stuff doesn't look. You thought it was going to happen next week, but now it doesn't, it's, it didn't come down. Does that send you into a tailspin? Does that make you go, oh, well, forget it. I don't know what, you know, what's God or yeah, I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand it quite why that was like that, but, and then going on, it says, but we don't give up and quit. In the the New King James, it says, we are perplexed, but not in despair. In other words, you have questions. You may not see how everything, why did it work out like this? I don't know. We're not talking about the way God God's faithful, but this is, this is where the enemy will work. You thought it would happen a certain way. You thought something would happen in a certain time, and it doesn't look like that. Do you know that's enough to get some people in despair? Well, I thought, where, where was God, or what, what was going on? And they walk away. In the worst case, they walk away from God. And they have a lot of help to do that. The enemy will say, he's the one bringing those accusations and thoughts. Well, what... what why didn't this happen? If God was for you, if it was working, why didn't this happen? What's going on here? He's a liar, but he's a con artist. He'll bring you, and he knows full well what's going on behind the scenes. Then he'll question God. He'll bring insinuations. Why didn't this happen? So when it doesn't look quite like you thought it's going to look, does that send us off in a, into the weeds, or we get and say, wait, well, I know one thing, God's still faithful, so I'm not in despair, I'm not getting down, I'm not getting off, I'm believing God, and what God said is true. Back to the, the Living Bible, says, we are perplexed because we don't know why things happen as they do, or you could say in a situation, we didn't know why it happened that way, but we don't give up and quit. What does that sound like? Standing, standing. Well, why did that happen? I don't know, but I believe God and his word's true and he hasn't failed and we're going over. Verse nine, we are hunted down, or another uh, version that says, persecuted but not forsaken. Here it says we are hunted down, but God never abandons us. You could have crazy people saying stuff to you or not being faithful or doing weird things. But God hasn't abandoned us. God's still on our side. Just because somebody failed you does not mean God failed you. Far from it. God never fails us. Don't get your eyes on people. No matter who the person is, we love people. We honor positions. But don't get your eyes on a man or a woman to determine what God will or will not do or who he is. We determine that by his word. Amen. Yeah, you might deal with crazy people in this earth. You will deal with crazy people. It's just determining what's the degree of craziness. You know, maybe just a little crazy. You don't call it crazy, but then to flat out crazy. You're going to deal with people. But God has never abandoned us. He never will. And so right now, He's with us. He's for us. And in any situation, we need to know we're in the middle. When we're in the middle of a fight, we're, we're, we're looking at God's Word, and we're looking to stay in His rest. We need to know that He's with us. That will bring us right back into line with His Word. Because if you start going, well, what about that? Did you see what they did? I mean, if they did it, then what's going on? And Satan will try to get you all riled up. We need to go, well, doesn't matter. God is on my side and it's fine. He's with us. He's for us. And we're going over. It says we get knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. In the New King James, it said, struck down, but not destroyed. Struck down, but not destroyed. Here it said, we got knocked down, but we get up again and keep going. Okay, so you got knocked down. We stay down and go, oh, well, I, just, I, guess, I guess I can't go on anymore. I didn't do everything right. I didn't do it Perfect. I didn't do what I knew to do perfectly. What do we just go? Well, I'm just going to lay down and stay in the mud and just wallow in it. Or do we get up and say, I'm going on and I'm going to keep going. We get up and keep going. What is that? We will not quit. That is, we're standing. In the CEB version, verse 8 says, we are knocked down, but we aren't knocked out. Wouldn't that be silly? You ever watch boxing? You know, back in the day, I don't watch a lot of boxing now, but when I was growing up in the 80s, you know, you had uh, Vander Holyfield and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was like, you know, when he came out of the shoot, he was really young. How many of you know who I'm talking about? Mike Tyson, when he came out and he was super young, I mean, he was just knocking people out left and right. They made a video game about him, <laughs> and then he lost, and they had to change the video game. But he looked real good getting out of the shoot. But wouldn't it be silly? For one of these guys, they get knocked down once and go, that's it, I'm, I'm, forget it. I mean, if they're knocked out, that's one thing. But if they're knocked down and they just say, well, I got knocked down, I can't believe it, forget it. If they can see straight, they're gonna do everything they can to get up and continue fighting. That's exactly the picture. You may have got knocked down, but you get, you're not knocked out, you're not out, you're getting up. Standing. Staying on it. Just further down then, in, the, in this same chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, 16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary but the things which are not seen are eternal. It started out saying we don't lose heart and ended up saying because the things which are seen, they're temporary, what does that mean? They're subject to change. That means just because we're, we're standing there and it looks like we've done everything we know to do, it can still change. It can still change. So we, we can't back off. We need to stand. It said the things that are not seen are eternal. God has not abandoned us. God is for us. He will always be with us. So what did, what, what's the challenge? What do we need to do? Believe what he said, and speak out what he said, and just stay there, stay rested, stay. Just God, you said. Well, what are we going to do now? We're going to believe God. Well, what are you going to? Well, you, but you did this and this, and you're doing everything. What are you going to do? I'm going to believe God. His word's true. Yeah, but I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I'm talking about? What? What are you going? What lever are you going to pull? I'm going to stand. I'm going to keep doing what I know to do. I'm going to believe God. Yeah, but. No, there's not. No. Yeah, but. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to rely on him. I'm going to rest in him and act like the word of God is true. That's what we're going to do. What is that? That's standing. Standing. Just staying. You know, we gave this illustration actually on uh, on Sunday, but it fits in this context. And Brother Hagan would give this uh, example from time to time. But there was this, back in the, I think it was the 30s, that there was a testing of this airship, you know, like a big tight balloon thing. And when they were uh, supposed to be doing its grand kind of lift off, they had all these men that were helping to get it off and somehow there was a gust of wind, and it, you know, wasn't quite right, and it started lifting off, and so these guys were on ropes, and about 10, 20 feet in the air, a lot of them dropped off and fell back to the earth, but there was three guys that as this thing it just broke loose and started going up in the air, and there was three guys that were holding on, and so the thing just kept up and up, going up and up, and you imagine, you know, kind of a ceremony, there's people around, people are gasping, people are... Oh my gosh, what's what's happening? And this is going up in the air. And at about 150 feet, one of the guys dropped. Dropped to the ground and died. And then about 200 feet, another guy dropped. And then there was another guy that just kept going up and up and everybody's waiting for him. Is he going to drop? What's going to happen? And he just kept going up and up, and they saw him up in the air, and finally they saw him move, and they're like, He's alive. How is he holding on? And so finally they pulled him up, they were able to get him up in the main thing, and they asked him, How did you hold on that long? And he said, When I saw, when I when it dawned on me what was happening, that this thing was going up, he took the rope that he had and he tied it around himself. And he said, I wasn't holding on. It was holding on to me. He wasn't trying to hold on. His strength, there's nobody that could hold on that long. Could not hold on by himself. He could not, nobody is physically strong enough to do it for that amount of time. But he had it tied around him, and so he was just enjoying the view. Going up in the air, and it was a terrible situation, but he was in no danger because he had tied the rope around himself. And that's exactly what we are supposed to do with God's Word. We are not supposed to try to hold on. And if I can just do it, and if I can just, know, We are supposed to trust Him and believe Him and wrap ourselves in the promises of God and just believe, God, you said this, I'm going to trust you. And then we just sit back, we do our part, but we don't try to pull any levers that aren't what He's told us to do, and we just rest on His Word and say His Word and act like His Word is true, and we sit back and we enjoy the view. You know, my pastor in Lincoln, Nebraska, used to say that this. He said, "It's this is not a rehearsal. Enjoy it. Life. This is one time through. You know, if we're going to be believing God... And we, if we're going to believe God and act in faith, there are going to be some challenges we come up against. And if we're going to be stressed the whole time and until we see the resolution, we're going to miss a lot of our life. It's much, And we may not get to where we need to get because we're not believing Him. But if we'll believe Him and rest and trust in His Word and stay in His rest and believe His promises then we can enjoy while we're walking through, while it doesn't look like it's right. Do you know, if you can always find something that's out of place. If you look. You know, you get this part, this is all sewed up, but then there's something else that isn't quite right. And if you, if you wait till you think everything is just perfect, you can be waiting your whole life and you're not enjoying the things that are right and just trusting God and believe. If we really believed God that He was going to do what He said He was going to do, then there's no reason to stress. That's wasted time. Amen? Galatians 6, 9, in closing, says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Stand. Don't lose heart. Don't get pushed off. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the view. Trust God. Do what we know to do. Keep going on. God is faithful to bring us through every time. Every time. Amen.